I'm Bree, and this is the Love, Sex, and Magic Podcast, a weekly discussion of love, sex, astrology, spirituality, and everything in between. Welcome back to another episode of the Love, Sex, and Magic Podcast as the intro so delicately said, I am your host, Brie Renee. And if you needed a reminder, this podcast is black as fuck. And if you have a problem with that, this is not the space for you. A lot has happened since the last episode. As usual, I am beyond late. And I do want to apologize for that because I do have people that ask me when the next episode is coming. And I'd be like, as soon as possible. And I really do be hella busy. So bear with me. Um, I do want to say that we are sending protection, patience, understanding, strength, and unity to those on the front lines of this protest, to those families and friends and relatives that are directly affected by um, everything that's going on, police brutality, just general discrimination, systemic oppression. Um, It is a lot And a lot of that is being exposed and a lot of non-black people cannot handle it. So you are seeing that with the retaliation and the comments being made and all of that. So again, with everything that's going on, remember to stay grounded, stay protected and to take breaks. So there really won't be a love relationship segment today. I just want to tell you to remember to unplug. You are not required to watch all of this trauma porn that is happening. You can support, but also still take care of yourself. This is a time to love on yourself and to love on those around you and to spend time and bond with the people that you care about and also to find other ways to support if you're not able to be directly on the front lines or to donate monetarily. They always need volunteers, always need help with different things. So this is a time for you to not only be involved, but to also remove yourself and have time to care and breathe and rest as well. This week in astrology, I mean, we already are in eclipse season and retrograde season. (laughs) Um, We've been talking about all the retrogrades that are going on, so I'm not going to dive very deeply into those. Just remember, Venus is still in retrograde, and we are about to go into a Mercury retrograde this week. Yay! Um, Basically, of course, the sun is still in Gemini for a few more days. Um, just remember that the Geminis are uncontrolled right now and just let them be because they can't help it. Um, of course, after Gemini season on the 20th of June, the sun is going to go into cancer until July 22nd. Here we are going to be like kind of overprotective of self. Your attention is going to turn from, um, kind of that intellectual, curiosity and sociable aspects from Gemini and once we go into cancer it's going to turn kind of toward home kind of toward your family and and your safety and your security and nurturing and taking care of that 
So this is going to be a tad bit more emotional, a tad bit more inward energy, whereas Gemini is more outward focused because they want to, you know, satiate their curiosity and be social and go do things. And then with everything moving from quarantine to like protest lockdown type shit, like Gemini are probably going insane because they can't go Gemini, the Gemini things. (laughs) So... Um, Like I said, this cancer energy is going to be emotional. You're going to be on that emotional roller coaster during this time, but it's necessary energy that's going to kind of make you focus back on your nest, your home, making sure that all of those things are taken care of and and completed, like projects and things you want to work on at home and and, you know, building relationships with people you live with type of stuff. So, Mercury is in Cancer. It's been in Cancer for a little over two weeks since May 28th, and it will be in Cancer until August 4th. This is unusually long because there is a retrograde from June 18th to July 12th. So basically, um, since Mercury is already in Cancer, this is where we move from quantity to quality. Again, Cancer is all about um, emotions and family and nurture. So we're moving from quantity to quality as far as the things that we want. So when we're in Mercury and Cancer, Mercury is a planet of communication. This is going to be how you communicate your needs, wants, desires, emotions to everyone. So with it being in Cancer, it's going to be on a much more, a much deeper level, a more instinctive level that's more into the pits of your emotions instead of topical kind of thought-provoking things like a Gemini, this is going to be more of things that you feel because of cancer. So this is going to be a shift from what's affecting everyone to what's affecting me. And again, I do think this is very necessary because we have been so focused on the whole that I think people are neglecting themselves in that process. So I think this cancer energy is going to be really, really great. Um, Just be careful not to over emote and over express and over nurture. um, Because as much as we've been quarantined and stuck together and unable to go do things safely, we kind of need to again, unplug and take time apart, which is also kind of hard to do because ain't no daycares open. So you can't get rid of these kids. (laughs) Um, Your significant other might be off work. You might be off work. There's so many layers to this that, I mean, 20, we knew last year, 2020 was going to be a hell of a year, but I don't think anybody really knew how deep this was going to get. We are like two weeks into protests for fucking equal rights. Be grateful. We don't want revenge. We just want to be treated fairly. So 
I think this cancer energy overall is going to be good for us. It is going to be a process, but it's a necessary process to continue to move us through the Zodiac chart to get us to the point that we need to be at towards the end of the year, which is progress and optimism of Sagittarius and then the hard work and building traditions from all of the changes we've made, which is what Capricorn is going to do. So this week, we do not have a Dear Breezy Yes, I received lots of questions. I just don't feel like it's necessary to do the segment this week. And we are also not going to have a just a tip segment because it's inappropriate. And that's fine, even though it's my favorite segment. So deal with it. So anyway, um, we're going to skip down to our Where the Magic Happens segment. This is where we talk about spirituality, different types of practices, um, just different things to kind of get your balance in your spiritual practice on your journey. So we have a very special guest and we will jump right into that segment. We have a very special guest today. I'm super excited to have her because we are going to talk one of my favorite things, which is yoga. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself to the masses. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Courtney James. Um, I am the founder of Homies Yoga. Uh, Homies is an acronym that I came up with. Um, it stands for Healing Our Minds and Energy and Spirit. You can follow us on Instagram. Just follow me on Facebook. I don't yet have a business Facebook, but you can follow me on Facebook at Courtney James. Um, I still post some of my yoga stuff on there as well. So. We met in a woman entrepreneur group <laughs> and yes, I, yes. she like made a post and I was like, oh, I love it. I'm going to ask. <laughs> I was scared to ask you at first to be on here, but I was like, let me go ahead and be like, if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people be very mean to people. I'm like, I don't, it's unnecessary. I, I'd, be, I'd be open to everything. So I was it's like, so unnecessary. Like, just say no. You don't got to be like, I yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to talk <laughs> um, how, of course, like trauma and um, things that happened in your past and how those things still affect you as an adult and how you have started using yoga to help kind of combat that and to help people learn how to properly cope with things because really everybody is like a giant child that doesn't know how to cope with anything right now. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So just you know, um, tell us a little bit about how you got started and how you came up with the idea and stuff. Yeah, so let's start. Let's see. <laughs> From very little, I always wanted to do, I've always wanted, well, currently I work at a group home. Um, I'm a supervisor at a group home for kids ages seven they could be six if they were about to turn seven so seven to about 13. all of them they come in with either sexual abuse or neglect sometimes they just really extra 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 bad but usually if they're extra bad it's because of other issues not because they just want to be bad <laughs> so i've always wanted to work places like that um and i went to odu um and graduated with my degree in human services because at first i wanted to be like this social worker and i wanted to work for like child protective services and stuff like that. And not saying those aren't good paths, but as uh, working at the group home, I kind of see that social workers, that they try to help, but, but with all the policies and the procedures and things like that, there's not much that right. we, I'm going to say we, because <laughs> that's still my, you know, area 
that we can do um, because there's, you know, we still have certain things that we just can't cross, certain boundaries that we just can't cross. So when working in a group home, like I said, I have a lot of kids that they are scared of the dark. They wet themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they be triggered by stuff that you don't even really understand. Like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) You know, and they can't really verbalize it. And so when the quarantine, well, actually before the quarantine started in January, my resolution was to either um, get my certification in children's yoga or become a doula because I feel like both of them are very like very much kind of like assisting the parent which it starts it starts there a lot of times assisting the parent into nurturing a healthy child so doula was very expensive and then I also did not want to be in the room when nobody was having a baby so I was like that's kind of going out of my realm of what I want to (laughs) do so um I was already trying to practice yoga myself Mm-hmm. But I didn't know there was such thing as kids yoga until I started, you know, I was doing it myself anyway. But then I started, you know, looking more into how can I mesh this with what I'm already doing. And that's when I came into contact with the whole children's yoga thing. So I went along and I got my certification because thankfully, because of the quarantine, the price went down nearly 50 percent. That's great. Um, <laughs> and they were they were offering it online. At first, it was like in Chicago. So I would have had to pay for traveling and things like that. But luckily, they were able to do it on Zoom. So it was like a three-day, a four-day, I think, four-day intensive, like 35-hour training on children's yoga, which was tiring because if you do yoga, just imagine doing it for eight hours. A day. A, yeah, yeah, just because one hour will make you tired. But I mean, eight, I was, I was tired. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically that's why I chose the children's yoga. But as far as choosing the field that I work in now, if people have been on my website, which is uh, homiesyoga.com, mm-hmm. you can go on there and you could see just a little bit of my background. I always wanted to kind of share it because some people... They start businesses and they, to me, there's really no, no passion behind it. There's really no drive behind it. It's just kind of like, let me see what's the quickest way for me to make some money. Um, but for me, it's not, it's not that I've always wanted to do it because of my background. Um, I was say, sexually, physically, emotionally, probably every other kind of way that you want to say abused when I was a kid, maybe 13 and younger because I was adopted when well, I adopted, but my dad was with my stepmom and he kind of like basically just left us well left me because it was only me kind of left me there with her because he didn't want to be with her anymore because she was being abusive to him right. so when he left when he left her son which would be my stepbrother just kind of like you know he was autistic and he had Asperger's and a bunch of different other stuff so I kind of was like the black sheep if you would say and it was strange because she didn't neglect me because every single thing that I wanted like from clothes to shoes, toys. I got every single thing I wanted, but it was still the abuse aspect. And so a lot of people don't understand that, you know, the house on the outside looks real good, but you know, on the inside, it's not too, too fun. Yeah, too fun. So the strange thing with me is when I work with the kids that I work with, I can personally say that my background doesn't, I'm going to say it doesn't affect me, but I think I was more resilient than I see a lot of kids are right. in my field. You know, the way I look at it is that I was a child and somebody just simply took took advantage of a child. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's it's easier for me to say that. That's kind of how I just process it. But I know personally that 
a lot of people don't take it that way and they take it personal and they think it was something that they did wrong yeah things like that and so when working with my kids at work I started doing yoga on YouTube because it was the quarantine we couldn't go anywhere right and so they was like we're we're bored and I'm like okay I got something for y'all to do <laughs> and so I was like let's do yoga they was like that's boring like that's just meta- that's like sitting down being quiet this this and this and so I was like, no, like when you do kids yoga, it's much different, you know? And so it's much different. Like, I don't know if you saw on my page or um, anybody listening, you can go on my Facebook page, Courtney James, and you could kind of scroll down and you could see I did a story time yoga where I did three little bears. And um, that, that right there will kind of show you how different children's yoga is versus right. regular adult yoga. Adult yoga, we sit and we hold the poses a lot. Mm-hmm. and we breathe a lot you know <laughs> we breathe a lot I mean it's, it's necessary for adults but for kids we still want them to be able to get their energy out right and they're kind of like practicing if that makes sense they're practicing breathing and they're practicing holding mm-hmm. but they're just not doing it as, as, as long and we try to find more fun ways so my kids when they did it at work they were they was like this is fun we running and we stretching and we and I'm like, it wasn't supposed to be fun. <laughs> but when I realized that they liked it, I was like, okay, so this is this is something that I could kind of get into because I can teach them how to use different coping skills. Because to be honest, the coping skills that they have are some some mess. <laughs> uh, they have stuff like, oh, I like the color. Like, what if you don't have a pen and paper or a pencil or crayons with you? Right. Then or, you oh, I like, right. Then what do you do? Like somebody told me, um, I like, to go outside for what if it's like raining <laughs> you know so I think yoga is very good as far as a coping skill for the kids that I work with because you can do it anywhere you have to, you have no materials you don't have to have anything but your human body literally right right you know your human body your mind your thoughts even the gym some people say I like to go to the gym well it's quarantine so now what do you do right. you know so it is that's that's definitely the reason why I chose it to be for me and a cohort and even a cohort skill for my, my kids that I have because I do have a son that is three and a daughter that will be nine in June. Mm-hmm. You know, so I tell them like, you know, sometimes you may not have your toys, you may not have other people, you may not even have me. I might disappear one day or just be at work one day or whatever. You have to figure out how to um, ground yourself and how to mm-hmm. bring yourself back to reality with just what God gave you, which is yourself and your mind, your intuition, your energy, your spirit, you know, things like that. So that's my purpose and my reasoning for, you know, starting this whole journey. That is awesome. So you mentioned grounding, which I'm excited because that's a good segue. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have that same impression of yoga that you mentioned which is, you know, it's boring, you've got to be quiet, you've got to do this, you've got to hold all these complicated ass poses, Mm -hmm. you know, monitor your breathing, and it takes forever. And I'm like, I've done yoga that had trap music playing in the background. (laughs) Like, there is so many ways to tailor your yoga experience to your needs or to your wants that will make it fun for you and i feel about yoga the same way i feel about um pole dancing like you gotta have hella muscles to do it (laughs) you have to, um, to be able to do that and then the fact that anything that involves motion especially if your feet or any part of your body are on the ground especially if you do it outside that is going to help ground you spiritually 
which is going to help with your chakras if you believe in that. And it's going to help just in general with, I think a lot of people in our generation are kind of not grounded. And then Mm -hmm. of course, Black people aren't grounded. We were stolen and brought somewhere we didn't belong. And now we don't belong here or there. Right, right. Anything that we can do kind of to help ground us, I think is awesome. And the fact that you teach that to kids who may not have had the best upbringing up until that point is like half the battle right there. Like you're already them to where, okay, I'm learning this. This is something I can continue to do. Even if they don't have enough room to do poses and stuff like that, they can still do the breathing exercises. They can still do um, like affirmations or any other type of coping mechanisms that they learn from being disciplined enough to participate in that yoga. And then hopefully that continues on with them through their life so they can pass it on to their kids too. Mm-hmm. And we kind of are, it's, it's like you're helping people break the cycle one kid at a time. And that is, listen, that's, that's, that is, and if they don't know, that's my mission. My mission is to um, build resilience, mm-hmm. uh, break cycles and bond families. Cause like you said, if we don't, we got to start somewhere. And even if it's just, even if it's just my child, like say if it's just one of two of my kids, they'll still be able to pass it on to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so on and so forth. So I don't, expect to reach each and every child that I come across but I mean even like I said even if it's just one that one will take it they'll take it there and they'll, you know, they'll be the one to pass my, my belief that is awesome so I know you said you deal a lot with children that have been through abuse and have been you know neglected and things of that nature what would you say are like if somebody like me I'm 30 so if I had been through something like that as a child would you recommend anything that you teach to the children to adults that can kind of teach it to themselves which is then teaching it to their inner child who is probably not great right now (laughs) right I would say this, and it, 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 I mean, I guess it may or may not relate to yoga, but I say this to all of my kids or people that I just come across, because like you said, we got humans. I mean, my child's father, he got a lot of stuff going on that he don't even speak on, and it's like, Lord, I'm doing therapy at home too, <laughs> type of thing. But one thing I always like to tell anybody is, you know what happened to you, mm-hmm. so just go from there. You know, and so a lot of my kids at work, and like in me, John is like, I think 2016, I go to college, and my the my stepmom, in which the late that's the lady that you know um, inflicted a lot of this abuse. She she used to always you know Facebook me and say congratulations and stuff like that. And so one day, um, I messaged her. It was on my birthday, actually. I think it was my 21st birthday. I messaged her and said, um, thank you for always congratulating me, but I want to let you know that I didn't forget, and I, I'm I'm not I'm not um upset at you and I'm not you know I'm not holding a grudge but uh-huh. I want to let you know that I didn't forget and I and I outlined everything that I didn't forget and this lady had her to call text back and said <laughs> and you know and if I hadn't already accepted it in myself to like know that I wasn't crazy and to know that I'm, I'm I mean you didn't people don't just well some people do make it up but for me it wasn't just making it up if I wasn't in a space to just already accept that which I had to accept that because I was like if I message her and then she does say I'm lying if I'm not already completely forgiving her or whatever right. you want to call it it would have just triggered me and I would have went backwards I would have went backwards because she really told me I was a liar 
and um all this different kind of stuff and I, and I was just like that's fine you know I know what happened to me and I know this and this and this and the way I answered her she she just ended up apologizing um oh, oh. and you don't apologize for something that you didn't do right you don't apologize for something that you right. didn't do but I think because my reaction to her kind of maybe changed it I don't know I think she might have thought maybe I was upset but I do tell all my kids that it's not an excuse for what people did to you but people have their own reasonings you know and it doesn't make it right but you can't you can't be you can't just hold it you can't hold on to it right you can't hold on to it because it, I mean if you do no amount of yoga no amount of therapy no amount of I don't know what you're doing sit you in and trying to ground yourself trying to find new ways of healing because you're always going to feel like you maybe revenge maybe or maybe you gonna always feel like you know stuck there and that's one of my things too I don't want my kids to feel like prisoners of their past I said that I want them to feel like prisoners of their past so a lot of times to get rid of your past you have to just accept it for what it is like you know a lot of my kids they don't even want to talk about it a lot of my kids at work they don't even want to talk about it and I try to teach them that I mean you could talk about it freely like not just freely like you're in the middle of the the, the Walmart but don't be afraid to speak your truth and, and don't be afraid that when you do speak your truth that somebody else is going to come behind you and say it's false because that's how it usually happens and that even goes for adults you know to me that's the start of it because if you don't acknowledge that nothing happened to you then you can never fix it you know what I'm saying? I can sit here all day and pretend like nothing ever happened it never happened and then I will get nowhere Right. You know, so my advice to adults and kids, like you first have to start, start with accepting that it happened and accepting that maybe you did not have nothing to do with it, not nothing to do with it, but you didn't have no way of controlling it. You right. know, a lot of times people take advantage of, you can take advantage of adults too, you know, right. um, and even off of the abuse aspect, I'm still trying to teach myself that it's funny because I was able to teach myself that as a child, like that I had nothing to do with it and it wasn't my fault because I was a child. But say like heartbreak, which I just recently went through maybe like last year or year before last. And I'm still like, that's that's really what I'm focusing on when I do my yoga. I don't really focus on my childhood traumas because I kind of have that, you know, under control. I try to, I try to, I try to zoom into the the traumas that I had as far as heartbreak and relationships and stuff like that because I feel like I am grown and it is something I should have been able to control you know but we have to realize again just because you're grown don't mean that you can control everything and what people do to you so yeah it, it sounds easy I don't want people to think that I'm just saying like accept it because I'm still in the the, the process of trying to accept literally this heartbreak <laughs> like I was able to accept that I, I was able to accept the, the, the childhood trauma and, it, and that sounds crazy but when you're a grown-up, it, it's different because you're trying to figure out, like, like rape, for instance. Females or males get raped, and they can't get over it because they're trying to figure out, like, how did I not see that coming? How was I not strong enough to push that person off? How was I so vulnerable? You know, things like that. And a lot of times, as an adult, it affects you worse because you feel like you should have been, you know. Defend yourself, yep. Right, exactly. And so that's just my one of my main things is just to let people know they accept that you you can't you can't control every single thing and when you when you get in when you get to that point then you're able to fully you know push past that and start healing from the inside some people try to try to heal. <laughs> it don't work like that that is awesome it seems like you've thought like I guess since you've kind of been through it you kind of have more insight as to which everybody is different of course but it seems that you have yeah. a bit more insight and a an ability to tap into the kind of mind frame and mindset that 
that kind of abuse can put you into because people don't think about, and especially adults, we don't think about how long trauma affects our children and how it could be something that happened one time when they mm-hmm. were sick and now they can't ever move on from that because they're traumatized. They are confused. They're unable to figure out how, I mean, they probably don't even have the vocabulary to learn how to talk about the things that have happened to them. So I think being able to teach them how to do yoga, especially if they're as young as, you know, six and seven years old, they probably are going to be better off with that until they learn the proper way to cope and the proper way to kind of discuss the things that they are are going through or have been through you never want anybody to be stuck in that kind of situation but they're the child so unless you know the system kind of works out for them in their favor it's kind of like okay what do I do and then you're you teaching what you're teaching is like extending that kind of olive branch just like hey you're going through a lot but at minimum you can do this which is awesome in and of itself to me. And I mean, the kids that I, I mean, I don't, not a problem, but one of the things that I'm also trying to um, get people to understand when uh, advertising, you know, marketing my yoga is that um, I think people, like you said, people think it's a a big spiritual thing. You have to be super spiritual. You have to be like super Mm. into the chakras or you have to be super into I don't know what people think about it, but but um, you have to be super into that type of stuff to be able to practice it. Or they think that you had to have some type of extreme trauma as such as child abuse or, I mean, something crazy when you don't. Like I said, my my yoga now is, is mostly focused on, I mean, regular heartbreak that people that, that are just regular people go through. You know, mm-hmm. you know put that message out there. Church yoga is not for when I say I'm accepting clients and I'm accepting kids and I'm doing a class, you don't have to look at your child and be like, oh, my child didn't experience any trauma or you like, you don't know. Cause I mean, cause to be honest, Corona was traumatizing for everybody because I know goodness well, your child was used to going outside every day or going to McDonald's or going to wherever they were used to going. And we all suffered a tremendous uh, whirlwind when Corona happened and we were no longer and do a lot of things that we were able to do and we heard children why you know the world has shifted so I want people to know that you don't have to have some type of track on or present to mm-hmm. practice yoga I mean we all have different you could you could be got fired from your job that could have been traumatic for you you could have got your dog could have got hit by a car and you know and that could be traumatic for you so and not even traumatic I don't want it could be just something that you have not been able to cope. So when people see me, when they see homies, when they see um, yoga, period, I don't want them to think that I have to have some type of excessive uh, trauma or childhood or adulthood to even be able to participate in this in these type of things. Right. Because that's not what I can just speak to. That's why I started it. But it's is open for everybody, you know, because trust me, we all use different kind of coping skills. Some people use music, mm-hmm. some people use painting, some people do nails, some people do hair, you know, all of those are ways of, you know, can be ways of coping. I mean, people be, people be, let me go and paint this canvas. I'm like, oh, I don't see how that's therapeutic for you. <laughs> you know, it's not therapeutic for me, you know, so just think of it as a, a, a new coping skill, I guess, or something to do 
you know, to take you away from what's currently going on and to put you back into present tense versus trying to figure out everything else that had happened or might happen. Because a lot of people live in the what if or the past. So it's kind of like just being able to center you into the present and what's actually going on right now at the very moment. Yep, that's the whole point. And I don't think people understand that. But I am very, very glad to have had you on the show. I think, at least for me, it's my damn show. And you've answered all my questions that I had. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I talk a lot. Like when people, when you was like podcast, I was like, ooh, I might talk too much. <laughs> like, the whole point of that is for you to talk. And you have spread so much knowledge, just short conversation. I'm very, very happy. You would like to repeat your social media and your website again. So thank you for having me. I'm Courtney Jane. I'm the founder of Homies Yoga. Uh, that stands for Healing Our Minds, Intuition, Energies, and Spirits. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at underscore homies yoga, or you can follow my Facebook page um, at Courtney Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some homies hats available for pre-order and i want y'all to remember that we are building resilience breaking cycles bonding families again i want to say thank you to my guests for being patient with me about giving this episode out i really appreciate you please go follow her on instagram go check out her website sign up for a class um i think she should be working on online classes here soon So just be on the lookout for Courtney. She's an awesome person. Um, Newsletter. So the Love, Sex, and Magic New Moon, Full Moon newsletter. There is a full moon next week. So you will be getting, or not a full moon. There is a new moon next week. So you will be getting a newsletter with that. If you haven't already, head to lovesexandmagic.co and there should be a pop-up that will allow you to sign up for the newsletter and then you can receive that in your inbox it is normally full of information about everything that's happened happening with the planets this week or that moon cycle basically and then it'll tell you some details about the moon and what it means and then there are links to the podcast, different products and services that I'm offering. Speaking of, the website is new and improved. I have made the changes to make the things easier on you guys. You're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've made a lot of changes and gotten rid of a lot of um, kind of unnecessary content. I'm trying to streamline the process so that I can stay focused on the most important parts of Love, Sex, and Magic, which to me are, of course, the podcast, and then the blog on the website, and then the merchandise that, um, especially things that I discuss on the show, I want them to be available to you if you want to try them out. So again, go to lovesexandmagic.co and check me out and drop your email in the pop-up so you can get that new moon, full moon newsletter every two weeks. So as always, follow us on social media. You can follow on Facebook, Love, Sex, and Magic Co. You can follow on Instagram. It's Love, Sex, and Magic Co. All one word. And then Twitter is Love, Sex, Mag Co. 
So follow on social media. Sometimes we follow back. You never know. And as always, if you have questions that you want read and answered on the show, send an email to lovesexandmagicblog at gmail.com.